Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We've got Dark Phoenix trailers. We've got Spider-Verse trailers. We've got Venom news. This is a week tailor made for my childhood. I am so excited. This is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, our merry Marvelites. Welcome back. This is episode 198, and we are coming to you live from the Spider-Verse, because that trailer dropped this morning, and that never happens. Usually drops immediately after the show, and then we go, uh, seven days on the internet, it's like eight years. But no, today we get to break some news, show you guys a trailer. It's been seen 100,000 times, you get to see it again. Amy hasn't even seen it yet. I have not. It just came out this morning. So, we'll be doing that shortly, but first, I have to tell you all the things I gotta tell you, which are, to subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News, to find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can also find us through Popcorn Talk's website, PopcornTalkNetwork.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at Popcorn Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us, and guys, if you tweet a link to the show whilst we are live in the booth, Aunt Manthony isn't here. What is your nickname today, sir? Uh, Steve? Steve! <laughs> Steve! So, Winter Soldier. Oh, wait, in the no, booth. sorry. It's Steve. Steve will retweet you whilst we are live if you tell people to come join the live chat because we love the live chat and we love talking to you and hearing what you think, especially with this video heavy day. I want your thoughts, internet. So, joining me today are a very esteemed panel. Back again, we have Yale. Hello! Yay. I'm so excited to be back! She is an X Men fanatic and we have an X Men trailer, so that is very apropos. And joining me, as ever is the lovely Amy. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, guys. So glad to be back. Last week was really fun, but we missed you. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for coming back. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. Now, live chat, I will not take a breath because we have a lot of news. We have a very special <laughs> guest. And if there's one thing I don't do, it's breathe. Never. <laughs> I don't know how I'm here. Should I be dead? So, the news today. Uh, we're going to start off with the Dark Phoenix trailer because it came out of nowhere. I did not know that was coming. We had like two days of rumblings of maybe a trailer. Then that was officially announced it was coming. They dropped a trailer, and then within 24 hours of that trailer, they were like, no, no, you wait five more months, or four more months. So, it was delayed immediately after the trailer, which says February. It is coming out in June. Now, we're going to discuss that after we watch the trailer because I think that's a good thing. So, check this out. You think you can fix me? Dream. You are not broken. (laughs) So the tone is obviously very dark. Uh, Logan did very well. It is also the Phoenix Saga, which is very funerally. There's a funeral in the trailer. What worries me is it's already changing her origin in the trailer. So. Oh no. Um, My my big concern, right, is that we've seen. Uh, X3. Right, and this has shades of that. and But, like, the special effects are obviously improved, but they're changing a lot of core dynamics. I'm, I'm interested that it looked like she was in a spacesuit in that opening medbay shot, uh, like the undershirt of a space outfit, which is interesting. We've got some shades of Genosha here. Uh, we've got the Acolytes coming. We've got Magneto, obviously. Jennifer Lawrence on the team. I think that's Lalandra. 
I'm just throwing a lot of stuff at you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, and then, obviously, our first shot of uh, Ship as Storm again. I want to see that full Storm outfit. Jennifer Lawrence, once again, mutant and proud, but looking like Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> that shot, I think, is actually a CGI shot. You, Listen. You look, there's five X-Men, and there's huge gaps between them. I think there's at least three more X-Men in that shot, and they're doing that thing where they hide it in the trailer. So, oh. everyone that's worried we don't get new X-Men, I think we do. That is my look back at this video in six months, and we'll see. Okay, so this th- that real quick shot where they're in space, I'm like, yes, go to space, because otherwise I'm going to be very angry. Are you worried about this being 75% Earthbound from the trailer? No, my worry is that they're just going to expand on what they did in X3. That is like my biggest concern, and there is they're like, we already introduced this very weak, terrible idea. Right. And so now instead of giving you like what you want, we're just going to explain that. Now, I do like Cyclops front and center. I do like Jean Grey front and center. I like that those are the, the X-Men that would be the saga's leads. Right. Uh, I, I appreciate that not being the X-Men with Wolverine and the X-Men. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And with Mystique, it looks like the X Men. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that one's in June. Oh. So that one's in June. Okay, so they fixed it. Uh, the new one, I, I linked a new one, so that was probably uh, okay. fixed there. Now yeah. uh, we have to talk over those legally, so they don't take down this video. So apologies if you haven't seen that, but you should be watching reactions to things you haven't seen. So I think it looks better. I also think they're hiding a lot of space stuff. A lot of people are upset that it looks Earthbound, but I think it's going to be more in space than the trailers alluding to. I hope so. I'm really looking forward to this. I. As you may have heard, I love the X-Men, and so to have the Dark Phoenix story is going to be so great. Yes. And I'm trying to trust, but I believe it is being uh, written by the same person who wrote X3. Well, Simon Kinberg's been with the franchise from the jump, so this is his directorial debut. Right. I'm very curious. I, I definitely I understand your concern. <laughs> okay, good. I, I am not an X3 apologist. I'm the most optimistic person you'll meet, and I'm still like, mm, I don't know. My optimism is going, they're in space more. I have no reason to believe that. But I'm going like, but I hope. Yeah, I, I just would like, uh, I would like them to do it. To not go with this whole, that the, the Phoenix is really just Jean, extra powerful, hidden inside her. Yeah, that's, that's not, not the story. That's not it. She, the cosmic space bird entity that is more powerful than anything. But like, because, that's not from within her. But because this is coming after X-Men Apocalypse, and right. at the end of Apocalypse, he says, release it, and, and she releases the phoenix. Right. I was like, no, stop doing it. Stop trying to make it that, like, she's got d- dual personalities, and that the phoenix is this hidden, extra powerful thing within her. That's, right. That is a fascinating story for somebody else. And there are plenty of characters like that. Stop trying to make internal Phoenix happen. Internal Phoenix isn't going to happen. It's not the way that character is supposed to be. It's supposed to be, like we said, a space entity. And it's, and it's, I know that it's crazy and complicated, and I just rewatched the animated series version of it, and I remember being very confused as a child, and even more so again as an adult, but still, like, I, I want us to explain that story Mm -hmm. in the movies. Because, now, who, oh, sorry. Yes, no, that's it. That was it. That was my thought. <laughs> who do you think Jessica Chastain is? Excellent question. When you said Lilandra, right? That's yeah. what you suggested? I thought that's so interesting, except she didn't look like Lilandra. Well, I mean, she's on Earth, <laughs> so she wants to blend in. She doesn't have her crazy, you know, hair. 
But like, I wanted the crazy. <laughs> I think. I mean, we can get there, but it's also the X Men universe, which is usually more grounded. So I don't think they're going to go full like the suits they chose to be X Men suits. But they picked Grant Morrison's most logic based X Men suits, which kind of look like sleepwear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I the last suits in the end of Apocalypse were the best thing about Apocalypse, in my very selfish opinion. I wanted to see those suits. Yeah. So the fact that I love the Grant Morrison suits. This isn't throwing shade. I just hope they evolve into those suits. In the movie, though, they look like everyone is just wearing a, a yellow harness. Mm-hmm. Like instead of it's part of the suit, it looks like on top of their suit is this like um, flotation device. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> like a bright yellow flotation There's device. There's also the rumor that it's Miss uh, Sinister. Uh-huh. Ooh, I like that. I My biggest thing when it comes to the X-Men movies is I just want them to be some kind of good. You know? <laughs> just some kind of good at all. Like... Especially not being that familiar with the comics. Like, I just want it to be entertaining, and mm-hmm. I don't want it to look so fake. So, if you guys just give us that, I mean, I think you'll please some of us. So, uh-huh. And it's the swan song for the Fox X-Men. We do have New Mutants at some point, but most uh-huh. likely this is our last core X-Men movie. So, I'd like this to be the best it can be. I'd yeah. like to see these people go out with a bang. I have nothing against the Fox universe. I think it's given us a lot of incredible films. But I really hope this one isn't... I, I've said a hundred times that Brian Singer makes excellent X-Men mutant films he doesn't make x-men x-men team films like they're they're mutant comma x-men the movies don't feel like the x-men i would mm-hmm. like this to get the chance to because simon kinberg's doing it i don't know from the trailer what this movie is and especially since it got pushed to june i feel like this studio has more faith in it i feel like deadpool came out in february and and it showed what deadpool february can do they moved the sequel to the summer for a reason it is a stronger release date i think them moving it to the summer shows a strength in the film and a trust in the film so I'm going, but once again, I'm the eternal optimist. Um, I, I'm like, it's a good thing. I definitely see the idea of moving it to the summer as a reasonable thing to do. We have summer blockbuster season. Like that is, that totally makes sense. I was really excited about it being a Valentine's Day movie. That's what I was thinking. I was too, like, yeah. awesome. What a great, ex- like, uh, that's what I'm going to do is I'm yeah. going to go to the movies. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a very smart move, but I think also moving it to summer makes sense. I don't think it's, it's um, I think a lot of people were worried that they needed time to reshoot things. I, I don't know if that's the case. I think they're just moving it to the summer because that's when big action movies come out is in the summer. And I think the Valentine's Day release would have been great for if they shot it more like a love story between Scott and Gene, and it doesn't look like that. If they Deadpool worked because everybody thought they were lying about the love story in the ads, and then it was a love story. Right. Deadpool's an actual love story with one of the best montage love fall in love moments I've ever seen in any film, much less a comic film. If they'd shot this like the Sophie Turner and and I forget his name, sorry, Ty Sheridan, uh, yes. that scene of them coming together, that would have been a movie that could be a Valentine's Day movie. But this looks like a blockbuster. Belongs in June. I, I also agree that that's probably a very lacking element of the movie because that's the one of the greatest things about Phoenix is that you know her her uh, Jean's love of Scott is what helps bring her back and, mm-hmm. and I, if we're not gonna build that then who no offense to some girl who cares if she turns into a big old bird we just met the, <laughs> we just met Sophie Turner right. and she was already Phoenixing yeah <laughs> yeah well I mean playing devil's advocate here maybe they just. Maybe they're not super sure about it and they wanted to, you know, with the reshoots and everything, they just wanted to move it to the summer so that it would have a better chance. Right. So I think it's good no matter what. All my notes are positive. for everyone. I'm I'm glad it's summer. I'm glad they're giving it more time in post. I'm glad that the trailer looked great to me. A lot of people don't like the trailer. I enjoyed the trailer. It reminded me in 10 seconds. I was like, oh, I love these X-Men. I don't need them to go to Marvel yet. I want the ink to dry. I want everything to settle. I want a last great movie. That's that's where I'm at. So uh, any final notes on the trailer from you guys? Uh, My problem is when it comes to X-Men movies, I love them even if they're bad. Like, I loved X3. I, (laughs) I know. 
I can't be I can't be um, you know judging X Men properly. So regardless, I'm so stoked for this movie. Yeah, and I'm gonna love it. I might complain that there's not enough space, but I'm gonna love it anyway. I like it, Amy. What she said. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm ex- I'm excited just because I want more nerdy things in theaters. Always, always, yeah, always. one a week. No, it's too much. Do it. Uh, I I think it looks great. I think it's gonna surprise us. I do think those C- those scenes have been CGI'd out characters, or they're largely CGI characters. Nobody stands three feet apart from their their teammates. I think there's a lot of things in that trailer that are misleading. I think Xavier's the villain of the film. <gasps> um, you heard it here first. Uh, the dialogue lends itself to being Xavier the, the villain, and a lot of the shots of Xavier. I think that his manipulating Jean comes back to haunt him. I think that he keeps the fact that Jean killed her parents from Jean. That's what unlocks the Phoenix Force. I think that she finds out she's been manipulated, and we get shades of onslaught. Not full onslaught, but we find out that he's so selfish that he's been protecting her, but at her own cost. And then Xavier's revealed to use his powers in a way that is more selfish than he taught his kids to be. And I think that Xavier's the, the quasi-villain. Interesting. Or I'm just hoping. Uh, so, we also got another trailer this morning. Now, I said this was, like, out of my dreams of childhood. Not only do we have a new X-Men trailer, but we also have a new Spider-Man trailer, and it is pitch perfect. Please play that beauty. I'm really excited. So you haven't seen this yet? I haven't seen this, nope. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. I saved the city, fell in love. How many shots from the old movies did they just do? They had X, X, I mean, Spider-Man 2. They had Spider-Man 1. I love this. I have that comic. I love I just, that. The ice cream The different so styles good. of animation. Yeah. Now it showed us all the classic Spider-Man lore and then within 20 seconds gave us Miles and the tone just lands. And this is my favorite scene from any trailer. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last yeah. trailer? Yeah. <laughs> That's a copy. I can't wait to be that dad. I'm gonna be that dad so hard. You're gonna have a bullhorn on your car all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not a cop. I just have bullhorn on my car. <laughs> That's normal. And then now it's the animation. So the, the, sorry, lean the drop. Yeah, no, it's just it's beautiful. Like it's a freaking comic book, like but just in real life. And it looks like the frame rate really works for me. A lot of people, you had to get used to it, the first teaser, but I really have, I've loved it from the beginning. And it, the more we see, the better it styles. And it does look like you're flipping through a comic, but it just moves with you, at you. Yeah. Made me want fries. <laughs> and it's good. fun. Like, the animation is just fun. That is beautiful. That's a freaking painting. Right? Yeah. And then, okay, prepare yourself. We're about to see. Yeah. Here she comes. Sorry. But, but Sorry. There's a reveal. <laughs> oh, she looks great. I'm Gwen Stacy. Yes, I love Haley Steinfeld. I love oh. the color. Now, the color palette reflects her suit, and if you notice, all of the intro shots reflect the color palette of their suits. So I love that it went when she was drumming to Spider Gwen colors. <gasps> okay. We need to get back to our universe. These are things you could never do in a live action movie. That's what animation's for. This is so much fun. I'm so excited. I was saying before we started that I had zero interest in this yeah and then i watched this trailer and i am so stoked for this movie i like can't wait to actually see this now yale's big enough x-men fan that i don't mind her on being a spider-man fan but (laughs) knowing that she's not a spider-man fan and this trailer got her means that's a great trailer Uh, yeah so (laughs) this part's so good (laughs) john the lady you perfect beast so that's such uh, a great joke, though. This trailer. Is he talking this movie? It features not just Spider-Ham, not just Spider-Man Noir, but it has Prowler, Green Goblin, 
Tombstone, and Scorpion in it. That means this trailer has four villains, multiple Spider-Man, doesn't feel overstuffed because animation allows for more flexibility. You suspend disbelief more if your eyes go, that's not real. I love the idea of animation, especially theatrical, especially big budget animation, doing stories that can't be told in movies. There is a difference between picking up a comic and picking up a book. There's a difference between picking up a comic, playing a video game. All of these movies are learning that the different mediums allow for different storytelling. Spider-Man on PS4 could not have been told in the film. It's too much. This movie has so many surreal aspects, wouldn't land. Spider-Ham, I'm sorry, that's not going to translate with Tom Holland Spider-Man yet. So, I really appreciate the fact that all of these mediums are grabbing the best elves and doing the stories they need to tell in the mediums that need to be told in, and that Sony, yes, full credit to Sony, is picking the best story for each medium and using their strengths. Sony Animation, brilliant work. Sony PlayStation, brilliant work. I am seeing Venom today. I'll let you know, but I'm excited still. (laughs) Still! So, I really appreciate the fact that Spider-Man is such a well-rounded character and full of so much mythology, you can spread it around so many mediums. This trailer just instills the fact that you can build an entire world out of Spider-Man and... In the background of one of those shots, a Twitter user tweeted me earlier, there is behind Aunt May in one of those images an actual Spider-Man PS4 suit. So, not only is it blending that world, it's putting their own properties in, and that is perfectly canon. What do you guys think of that? I'm so excited to see this. I feel like it's the kind of thing that you're going to watch and want to watch again because of all the Easter eggs. Yeah. And and I, I mean, th- including <laughs> that ice cream really, really sold it for me. Because it feels, I, I, you know, it feels kind of... It feels a little Deadpool-y in that it's like, hey, we are not ignoring the real world. Yeah. We are nodding to things and making sure you're aware that we've noted it. And that is really exciting. It looks so fun. And it's going to be on the big screen. Yeah. That- and a week earlier, they moved the release date up. It's December 14th now. So mm-hmm. I, I believe the 14th. Oh, it, they moved it up a week. So that's exciting because we get it a week earlier. It's not just a Christmas movie. It's a December movie. I'm so excited. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see that in the theater. Yes. You heard it here first. Uh, Well, Joshua Wright also says, I've never been much of a Spider-Man fan, but I'm super stoked for this film. I'm glad. I'm so glad. I've been happy about this since the first trailer. But even then, it wasn't, I mean, gosh, it was amazing. But seeing more stuff in this one, mm-hmm. and just being like, ah, what? Was, it's exciting. I'm really pumped. And I think just the animation itself is just, ah. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't, like, know anything about comics or like anything mm. about Spider-Man, which, like, whoa. Um, it's just gorgeous to look at. And you can just, like, drool over it. Also, uh, David Wilson is the one that sent me that Spider-Man thing, so thank you, David Wilson. And in the live chat, Gamer Girl said, you forgot Kingpin. I did! There's so much going on, I forgot Kingpin. Live Schreiber plays Kingpin, and he's in the trailer. So, yes, there's that much going on. So, five villains, at least, and they're from different universes. We've got, uh, you know, the Ultimate Green Goblin. We've got the regular animated Kingpin. We've got all these different... We've got Ultimate Prowler, who's not even in the Ultimate Peter Parker Spider-Man. He's in Ultimate Miles of Spider-Man. There's so many layers. There's so much going on, and it all works in this universe. So, I'm, I'm super excited for that trailer. I really can't wait. I think this is going to be... I said it about the Spider-Man game. I think this is for animation what Iron Man was for movies. I think this is the beginning of making animated theatrical films the next wave. This is the start. We're going to look back at this and go, whoa. Because they're also timing this with Marvel Rising, which uh, Marvel Rising Secret Warriors is so good. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um... It, it just came out, so you probably haven't seen it. But this rise in animation, so you can tell stories and introduce characters you can't in other mediums. I think it's a brilliant move, and I think these two back-to-back change the game. Mm-hmm. And freaking Spider-Glenn. Yeah. Aw, that was fantastic. Also, I think it just ushers in a newer generation. You know, like, maybe mm-hmm. parents don't feel super comfortable showing their kid... I don't know, Deadpool, right? For some reason. <laughs> well, that's weird. Uh, but at least they have this, right? There's comics, there's 
there's a PlayStation, and now there's this that they can turn to as well. Yeah. And, and, and even for adults. <laughs> we're going to talk about Deadpool in a minute, uh, and there's a lot to say about that. Obviously, I'm biased, but I even I think that Deadpool is inappropriate for young kids. This, I totally agree. This is an opportunity to show four-year-olds a, yeah. a funny, self-aware world. I think kids should wait to get Deadpool. I think it's yeah. going to be something if they see it too early. <laughs> uh, so, as a non-Spider-Man fan, what was your favorite moment? Because you wouldn't have exposure to the mythology. Yeah, um, I think... Uh, oh, uh, I think my favorite moment is them them on the on the ceiling moving and trying to hide mm-hmm. because it's like Spider Man climbing is such an iconic thing and mm-hmm. I, and so to see all of them climb and move together and shift <laughs> and then really I think that joke about uh, do animals talk in this universe <laughs> I think that's just such a because what is the it's really being like what are the rules of this yeah. universe because that's the best part about having multiverses different rules I love so it. much to play with yes and I love that Peter Parker is like a little dicky like that that flavor of, of the way Jake Johnson's voicing him I think is fantastic uh, and I live chat many of you have mentioned 2099 I almost guarantee Miguel O'Hara shows up I, I Spider-Man 2099 I think is going to be one of their save it for a TV spot or save it for the movie moments I think he's in there he's way too big right now with the comics and with the video game and everything else and I love that character I think he's there I'm just hoping this guy, Ben Riley shows up. That'll be the crazy <laughs> moment. If Ben Riley shows up, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, uh, do you guys, anything else you want to say on Spider-Verse before we move along? Move it along. Move it along. All right. So, Spider-Verse is going to be great. Check it out. Support animated film in theaters. Go see it. I can't wait. Now, this episode of Marvel Movie News is brought to you by MVMT. Now, we've talked about them before. Two college dropouts left college. That's what a dropout is. And they started a watch company. Now, they were like, I shouldn't have to break the bank to look good. So they started up their own company. Now, these two guys did a thing where they basically found minimalist style and high fashion, blended it together, made watches that are affordable because they cut out the middleman. You don't find these in department shops where you pay four to $500 because you're paying for the lights, you're paying for the retail people, you're paying for the mall rent, you're paying all those things. You don't have to do that. You can go to the internet because we live in 2018 and you can go to MVMT.com and basically these guys crowdfunded this entire company out of a living room and now... It's a, a, a full-blown company. These are entrepreneurs at the, the very grassroots of watch companies. So I have been a big fan of them since before they started sponsoring the show. I actually bought this watch with my own money since before they were one of us. So I recommend you guys check them out. Their watches started just $95. And if you go to mvmt.com slash marvel, you get 15% off. So that knocks it down to like $87.50, something around there. I, myself, uh, just had a birthday, so I will, after the show, I'm not even kidding, be using our code to order myself two watches. I am going to be using mvmt.com slash marvel and taking our 15% off because there's two watches I want, so I am not getting any dollars for this. I am literally about to spend money. That's how much I support this company, and they keep our lights on, so I appreciate them. So mvmt.com slash marvel, join the movement, look fancy, be handsome and pretty, etc., and know what time it is when your phone dies. (laughs) <laughs> MVMT. Now, back to the news. It's Yay! always like it's always like a commercial break in my brain, like when you watch TV and yeah. you're like, and and we're back! Because <laughs> I have it's a separate thought process to go like when I'm home, I like this watch, and then be like, oh right, Deadpool. Uh <clears throat> Deadpool. Now we are getting a new Deadpool movie in December. Everyone tweeted me, thank you. I lost my mind for a few moments till I clicked links. Yeah. That 
Those you... were the most misleading <laughs> articles Clickbait. I've ever read. That's Good part job, of the conversation. Though. But that's the thing is I read the article and it was still misleading. That's part of the conversation I want to have is, is I think that the way these articles were written, the way the the titles were written, uh, Yale uh, herself sent me... I retweeted yours because I knew we wanted to get you on the show this right. week, so I thought you and I could have this conversation. Yeah. Uh, they basically were saying, hey, new Deadpool movie, and that is a great way to sell someone. They also are doing some additional photography. As far as I know, there's a Princess Bride scene. Fred Savage is reprising his role from the Princess Bride, which is very funny. I assume they're going to lean into the commentary on it being PG-13 and having to censor Deadpool. There are a lot of pros. A December release means they trust the property. That's great. It also means Deadpool 2 is going to pass a billion dollars because it's going to make a lot of money, which means this will be a $2 billion franchise off a movie that took 11 years to get made. All positive. I'm leaning positive first because you know that's me. I'm struggling. I'm going to get to the rest in a second. And they moved X-Men off of the December date a while ago. So they had a void in their slot. So why not put another X movie there? All of this makes sense. Those are the pros. Before I get to my cons, what do you guys think? This is the most unnecessary thing (laughs) I have ever heard of. Look, I love Deadpool. I enjoyed those movies. I think they're wonderful. If you think your child is too young to watch it, fine. That's your decision. You're a parent. But why? Why? Let's work on the third movie. Why are we taking a movie? It's done. It's great. We loved it. And and taking out all the good parts. You know what I mean? Like, the vi- they're going to have to turn on the violence, because mm-hmm. apparently violence is an issue. They're going to take out almost all the swearing, right? We're just going to get... You get one F-bomb and some, and some dams. Right. Um, we're going to get a lot of poop. That's probably in there. You're allowed to poop. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, look, when when... The first Deadpool started airing on FX, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people were like, why? Because you're going to take out all the F-bombs, they replace... I don't like when you replace words. Mm-hmm. And then they took out the whole pegging scene, which is a very important moment in their relationship. It's their first use of pegging in any superhero mainstream property on film. I know. It was my Guaranteed. favorite. Guaranteed. <laughs> it was my favorite moment. Um, so I don't, I don't see the... I don't see the point. Can I play devil's advocate before I go negative? Yeah. The use of censoring things can be very funny if Deadpool's doing it. If they do, like, yippee ki mother father, but with Deadpool dialogue, and it cuts and freeze frames in, like, Emperor Cusco's where he pauses the movie and censors stuff, that can be funny. And we saw it in the first movie's ad campaign, how funny it is to have Deadpool just in the suit and, like, doing advertisements. That is my last positive thing I'll say before I go negative. Amy? Okay. Because we, we can go real negative in a second, but I'm going to keep it light. Yeah, okay, okay. I, <laughs> I feel, I'm actually, I'm still going to be positive. Yeah, I... I have nothing positive. I, I appreciate you trying. I saw the, I saw the churning. <laughs> I think it's sort of like a holiday present for people that, for some reason, didn't watch it. Or they love Deadpool so much that they will take it, rated R, PG-13, G, whatever. I Gee. I don't know the poster. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. It, I agree that it feels like a little like what we already like we just saw this really, and now you're gonna take out the the fun parts. Um, but I think I mean, hey, if there's more things for people to absorb to watch that are nerdy, then I'm here for it. I like all of that positivity. It kind of feels like the opposite of what most movies do. Mm -hmm. Most movies will give you like an R version and then release the unrated version. Which they did as well, the super duper cut, which is insane. Right, and now we're doing the opposite. I, so, so <laughs> yeah. I've gone through my positives. I am, I am always trying to see the best in the world, and I think that is the way the internet should be, see the best in things. Also, we've, we've had movies come out again, like Titanic. We've had movies come back for more re-releases to make more money. Yeah. This is a great opportunity for that. Now, the negative. 
A lot of you have tweeted me, hey, why is that a problem? You've got an R-rated cut. You've got an unrated cut. What's the problem with PG-13? Why not have every cut? I don't see why you're whining. I got so many very aggressive things about me complaining when I was very, very polite about this. So <laughs> I'm going to be a little less polite. Um, the problem is it gives everyone in Hollywood that makes the big decisions and writes the big checks an opportunity to neuter a character. Deadpool is separate from the rest of the universe because of his self-awareness and his R-rated sensibilities. Very few characters need to be rated R. I would even argue Venom is PG-13 is way less of a sacrifice than Deadpool PG-13. If you make Deadpool a PG-13 character, it brings him very close to a Spider-Man type of sensibility. Deadpool is rated R because his insecurity and, and his pain is what make him so strong of a character. The things he sees are excruciating. The links he has to go to are horrible. His sense of humor is what protects him. Him lashing out with violence and language and oh my god and the love story that's able to be told with R is what keeps Deadpool in another realm than any other mainstream character and that's what Ryan Reynolds fought for. That's what Tim Miller fought for. That is what Fox allowed in the first film. This goes PG-13. It sets an entire precedent that Marvel can neuter certain characters that when they absorb these characters it can be a very very dangerous slippery slope. Now this is a very, very interestingly timed thing because not only is it they moved a bunch of release dates, but this is while the merger is happening. So my only issue is that now if this makes the millions and millions more dollars that I want it to, it's also shooting myself in the foot because then X-Force might not happen. X-Force is the only thing that separates X-Men from X-Force. Not the only thing. A major thing is the fact that they're mercenaries. They do the dirty work X-Men won't do. If they're doing that PG-13, look at Expendables 3. Look at Die Hard 4. Look at Terminator 4. When you neuter an R-rated character, it shows. I want Deadpool to stay rated R so he stays the heart of Deadpool. Wade, the merc with the mouth, Wilson, you took his mouth once, don't take his mouth again. Do you think that this is a way of them to prove to themselves that they can continue to do him under Disney? That's exactly what I'm afraid of. If, if that means not as an R-rated character. I think right. Disney can have an R-rated character. Bob Iger said he wants to keep him R. This is like a test run with profit. They've already made their money back. Yeah. Will you guys be watching it? Of course, it's Deadpool. That's the problem. I know that when I give them my $20, I am causing the problem. And I want to encourage you to all see it. I want this to make more money. I want I want Ryan to make more money. I want Rob to make more money. I want all this to happen. So I feel very torn. Yeah. I, I think the best way to censor this is to do... You know that really funny video of someone censoring the count from... Um, from Sesame Street? Oh, yeah. Excessive censorship or whatever. Yeah. Where it's like extra dirty. Yeah. That is the, I think, the only way to make Deadpool censored is that yeah. you're censoring things that aren't supposed to be censored right. and it makes it worse. Yeah. That is how, I, if that's what they do, I am in. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we're censoring words that make it sound like he's talking and about like pegging. And out not, things that are like, yeah. Richard, you're like yeah, that'd be hilarious. But I, I don't foresee that happening. And the super duper cut was amazing because it showed the links that the creators wanted to go that they had to tone back. Mm -hmm. I'm very worried about toning back further. There's a Hitler joke in it that's very funny. Right. I, I'm worried about what a PG-13 cut would mean because it'll still be funny. Ryan Reynolds is brilliant in PG-13 movies. Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds is brilliant. When you get him off a leash, he's more funny. So I'm worried that he'll be very funny because he's Ryan Reynolds and then it'll do well and then they'll be like, well, let's try it. And then when you start trying it, I haven't seen Venom yet, but I'm a little worried about that. Mm -hmm. uh, Amy, I feel like I... Well, I'm so sorry I ranted for like five minutes, guys. I just... This is... Deadpool, as you know, is my guy. I'm very concerned about the future of a character I, I, I love. He's beloved to me. But your rant was yeah. very articulate. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I honestly... I think that when you take a character that means so much to so many people, and like you say, like neuter him, I think that 
that crosses a dangerous line. But I also want to think of it in like the broader spectrum. Like, okay, um, we had someone, gamer girl, I think, in in the chat said that girl uh, that she's looking forward to actually seeing it because she's sensitive and she wants to see PG thirteen, mm-hmm. a PG thirteen version. So I guess kind of like what I said earlier, if this means that more people are taking in this content that didn't for some reason before, maybe it opens that window, that door open for them. But I don't, I want like a happy medium for both. Right. You know, like let give us what the character deserves, but also like be open-minded. But I think then that's why we have like animated stuff, you know, like it's just how it is. I have a question for Amy. Hmm? Oh, Amy, God. you don't, you don't swear. I don't. Did did watching Deadpool offend you? No. No, but here's the thing. Like, <laughs> Some just, people are more sensitive. I could see yeah. you know, that, that character specifically, even if you don't swear, or even if you do swear, pegging might offend some people. And, and certain, like... We don't judge people who peg. But we're, we're, in, a, we're in a bubble. California is very specific. And, yeah. and I, I once, like, one of my first episodes, I, I said flyover state, and I meant just, like, in the middle of the country, and I didn't mean it offensively, but it offended a lot of people, and I felt really bad. Like, I, I was like, oh, no, I didn't mean it that way. And, like, there are certain things that I just, I'm in a bubble. So yeah. well, I still apologize for that sentence. Uh, but I think that it is a slippery slope. I think it's a great opportunity to show, hey, a Spider-Man-Deadpool crossover can work. Hey, Deadpool yeah. can work as a team movie in your teams. I yeah. think it's, a, if, mm. if my rose-colored glasses are glued to my face, this is me saying, hey, Deadpool can work in both PG-13 and R, and that Suits will see that and will get both. I'm afraid that reality isn't that the we're thing. just going to censor everything in a I, way. I would love it if that's yeah. what this test is for. Same. Yeah. That makes sense to me. If somebody said that's what's happening, I wouldn't have been so furious. Also, they should not have written the articles the way they did. An untitled Deadpool movie, to me, means Deadpool 3. Right. Yeah. And they also cut an FX series about Deadpool that was rated R and was going to be by Donald Glover, one yeah. of the most brilliant minds of our generation. So funny. And the 11 pages Donald Glover wrote as, an, as a screw you, you fired this project is some of the best Deadpool I've ever read. So if it wasn't for that one-two punch between these two this year, I'd be less aggressive. And once again, I apologize for ranting and I hope it didn't offend anyone that doesn't like these, these, these tirades, but I really think that this is a very slippery slope for not just comic movies, but censorship in film turning into everything appeasing all of the masses if you water down everything then you don't have specificity if you don't have specificity you don't have little niches and cults that's what makes movies is is the diversity of them well and the thing is you're not going to be able to ever please everybody right and that's okay right we're all entitled to our own opinions about what we like what we don't like what we choose to watch and what we don't choose to watch and that doesn't make any person different or like worse or better I like that as well. This is a very, a very good uh, <laughs> series of sound bites this episode. Hello, iTunes <laughs> listeners. Hi. Uh, so we also found out that after Venom, we'll be getting a Morbius movie. I just wanted to mention that because it is news. Mm. We don't know any details that Jared Leto is playing Morbius. I've heard some rumblings, but I don't like to report on rumor. Uh, you'll also notice that I, since we have so much news on this show, there was leaked footage of Spider-Man. Um, I want to briefly say before we show it, it's I'm going to do it very briefly. I do not support paparazzi. I do not support people trying to steal photos. I don't support leaks on the internet. I don't think that's fair to the filmmakers. I don't think it's cool. But, you know what is cool? Jake Gyllenhaal's material. Uh, We have our very first look. This was everywhere. Unless unless something starts trending, I don't share it because I don't want to be the one to broke it, but this was everywhere two days ago. I'm going to share it. Uh, This is Mysterio. He looks like the comic. It's full Ditko. It's incredible. Uh, There's lights on his cape, which is not in the comics, but it makes sense if the front is lit, the back would be lit, and it allows for more hijinks with special effects. Uh, He doesn't have the bowl on. I'm wondering if he's either been knocked off, or this is when he's getting captured, or if they'll CGI the bowl, because it's a bowl. Uh, Like the Matrix, all the mirror stuff in the Matrix, you have to CGI because there's cameras. Uh, So, this is our very comic-accurate Mysterio. What do you guys think? 
I, I I'm interested to see how we're doing it. I mean, capes are not new to our universe. <laughs> we have we have capes. Yes, um, but this is a bold one. This, you think a a, a a sentient cape is not a bold cape? Touche. Touche. <laughs> I was like, where's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> um, but I, I I definitely assume that the bowl is going to be CGI'd. When I saw this, I went, oh, okay, so they're just going to put that in post. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be a bowl on his head, right? There will be. And there's some images that look like they're like lighting references for the bowl. Right. Uh, and also, Jake Gyllenhaal was not fully confirmed. He was all but confirmed. Jake Gyllenhaal now on set is very exciting. I guess he's confirmed. Hey, it looks like he's in some sort of Mysterio suit. Yeah, I think hey. he might be in this movie. What do you think of Mysterio picks? Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, same thing. I feel like if people weren't talking about it so much, we wouldn't be talking about it. But because everyone's talking about it, we're, we're going to have to obviously talk about it. So right. it's cool. I mean, keep doing your thing, dude. I, I just don't want people to feel like ignored the news, but exactly. I always say paparazzi's not a place in this show. Uh, there's also leaked shots of another Spider-Man suit, which looks to be, I'm with the internet, I think it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. suit, I think it is something Nick Fury, Nick Fury's on location, uh, we know that him and Maria Hill are there, which is a bummer because of how the other movie ended, um, but there, it's a dark suit, I don't think it's the stealth suit necessarily, I think it's gonna be a lot like the Iron Spider where it's nods to other costumes, I know they're saving the Black Spider for later, which I think, uh, it's not like the, the symbiote suit, it is a stealthy looking suit that I think is S.H.I.E.L.D., but once again, that picture didn't get as widespread, so we're not gonna share it, because I don't like supporting paparazzi, I don't like leaks, uh, I do think that is worth mentioning that a new suit is confirmed, but if you want to be spoiled, dive in, by all means, uh, it's just not for us. And that is all of our Spider-Man stuff, so I believe it is time, anything on the Spider-Man suit, sorry, in the black Spider-Man suit. Okay, perfect. Just moving along. Uh, on to TV time! Yay! Marvel movie news We're talking TV time So we are talking TV time. <laughs> we have a New teaser for Daredevil. Now, Daredevil Season 3 is going to be dark. It is going to be magical. It is... I love the Daredevil franchise. I love Marvel Netflix, so let's check this out. Confession, I haven't seen this one. Ooh, I purposely waited. One. We got some I new just, trailer reviews today, yeah. reactions today. Yeah. Interesting. Just, <gasps> oh, my God. I actually have a lot of thoughts on this one. Yeah. Which is funny, because I think this one has the least amount in it, but I have so many thoughts. I just seeing him in that comics him. accurate suit is so beautiful. I miss him so much. The mirror flavor, the mirror play here, the dark and light, and the fact that the kingpin is in the light and he's in the darkness is staggering. Fire. They're giving Daredevil all of the villain imagery, and they're giving the kingpin all of the hero imagery, which I've always loved about Daredevil, that you see them as both protagonists to a point. They're both protecting the city they love. And it's very dark, but that is him basically throwing away Matt Murdock. He's throwing away a suit, and he's like, it it looks like he's that Spider-Man cover with the Spider-Man Peter Parker suit in the Mm -hmm. trash, and he's walking away Spider-Man, which is a nod on the other suit where he's throwing away the suit. It's kind of a a play on that. It's a very quick teaser. It gives you a lot. What do you you said? You have a lot on it. Yeah, you said everything I wanted to say. Oh, I'm so Uh, sorry. (laughs) We have to talk, or they'll cut us out. I know. I know. (laughs) I I I agree. I think one of the best parts is the fact that they have the quote-unquote villain in the white and the the hero in the black, and I think that that's so that tells you so much without saying there's no word than that yeah it's it tells you so much about where we're going this season i think that's so interesting and i can't wait to see it because i think you know uh when when shows decide to really embrace that 
it just brings out good storytelling. And Netflix, that's their specialty. Yeah. Netflix is incredible about making their villains very, you're endeared to them, especially mm-hmm. Kingpin. He's, I love Vincent D'Onofrio's take. Agreed. He's fantastic. And I like that we didn't get too much of him in the second season. Because mm-hmm. I think that could have easily been like, oh great, we saw him, we already know his whole spiel. But yeah. no, like we got a chance to miss him. Um, or at least some of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also, yeah, I think that the quality of Daredevil is just, like, so high that each season they just have to kick it up a notch. And I really feel like even just these teasers alone, like, I'm losing my mind. And that's just, like, what, two minutes? Yeah. So and Frank Bernthal, uh, Punisher, head kingpin as well. So he's part of that web uh, uh, of huh. the Netflix universe that has, you know, Claire Temple showing up and kingpin showing up. Oh, so I we've had... Claire. Kingpin recently, but we haven't had him in Daredevil, so it feels like it's been less time, but it's been a while. It's been two years since Daredevil Season Mm 2. So I'm very excited for this season. I think Born Again's a great story. It's very dark. I'm excited for you guys, if you haven't read Born Again, to either speed read it or tell me what you think of it without having read Born Again, uh, because it is a very powerful story, and I think Season 3 has the potential to be as good or better as the first two, and they kind of changed television, not to hyperbolize, but kind of changed what TV is. And uh, I've heard that the hallway fight, the scene that is the hallway that all these seasons do, is a game changer. So I'm very excited to see the hallway fight as that evolves, as the shows evolve. It drops on October 19th, and I could not be more ready for it. Do you guys have any final Daredevil thoughts? 17. Not that you're kind of bad or anything. (laughs) No, yeah, I think also there's so much good stuff coming out this month mm-hmm. that I'm so excited. And we just got freaking like um, Luke Cage a few months ago. No, Jessica Jones, then we just got Luke Cage, and then we just got Iron Fist. Like, we got four this year. We're powering through every quarter, yeah. and like, oh, and then we have a little wiggle, and then Spider Verse. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, so we also have Runaways in December. Yes! Speaking of the December <laughs> wave of animation and child glory. I think this is the best young adult TV comic adaptation to date. I love Cloak and Dagger as well, but Runaways has a very particular place in my heart, so I would love to share this teaser with y'all. I think the best news about this there one comes at the end. Yes. The best news. I, I really like this one. It's fun, It's because uh, it's a young adult show, and I'm glad it leans into that, not away from it, and I, I think that if you like young adult TV, this is a really special show. Yeah. I also like that they're all so different. Right. Like, that's, it gives you, you, if you like, you know, magic, if you like mutants, if you like um, aliens, like, it gives you all the different types of heroes in yeah. one. And Cloak and Dagger, I shouldn't say my favorite is this, because Cloak and Dagger is great too, but this one, it's just, I was so surprised by it, and then Cloak and Dagger came out right after, and they felt like the same universe. I oh, love that absolutely. this built a world. Also, yeah. the fact that we get... Uh, a raptor in the trailer is a hell of a thing to show where we are in the comic community. So, Runaways comes out and... All episodes. We get... All episodes. The whole run. You can binge it over Christmas. If you don't want to be with your family, just run away, watch TV. <laughs> but, more importantly, watch it with your family. It's a young adult show. There's not going to be any weird, uncomfortable heroin or sex scenes. You can watch it with your family. So, it's something that I really think is an opportunity for families to get together over. It's a show about family, and it's a show that's dropping at Christmas. I think it couldn't be better timed. I am so glad this one's bingeable. What do you guys think of the teaser? Oh, I'm so stoked. I hated waiting week to week last season. I think that was one of the hardest things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's all coming out all on Christmas. Those who know me know, one, I hate Christmas. And two, I have nothing to do. So this is what I will be doing on Christmas. I'm so stoked. Indian food and runaways. Duh. That sounds like fun. I'm a little worried that you hate Spider-Man and Christmas. We'll talk about that off the air. Those but, are very separate, uh... <laughs> separate things. Well, okay. So I have actually never seen Runaways. So just I know I don't we know can't what. Be friends. I'm sorry. It's okay. 
We'll be friends. Um, yeah, I just it was one of those that I just kind of dismissed. I think I was too busy with uh, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix Marvel shows, but just seeing this trailer, I mean, I've heard really great things that I will definitely, I mean, I've got plenty of time to finish it, so. <laughs> you do, and you, yeah. you should, it's great. Yeah, yeah um, Shout out to Ryan Sands and Angel Parker, they are amazing people, they're the wilders on this show, I got to do a set visit and full press junket for Runaway Season 2, I can't tell you anything, because I promised I wouldn't, but I can say I was there, and that this season looks incredible, at the set I saw, I'll be vague about, was awesome, and that whole cast loves each other like I've never seen, and speaking of casts, we have a cast member from a very important movie to my heart that may or may not be dropping in mere days that I might or may not be seeing as soon as we wrap. Sopie? Is that it? It's Chopin. Chopin? Yes. Okay. That is a beautiful name that I was trying to like land correctly. And Aluko, last name? Aluko. So you are in two properties that I love so dearly. You were in both Black Panther at the beginning of the year, and now you're closing out the year with Venom. I have to know what this year has been like for you as an actress. It's been awesome. It's like I need to pinch myself and say, <laughs> this is, is this really happening? I, I, it's just beyond. I'm so excited. We had the premiere last night for Venom, and it was just all over again, the, the, just the whole feeling of Black Panther, because, you know, Black Panther, although, you know, it's part of the Marvel, Disney Marvel family, it felt like a first, you yeah. know, um, because, you know, it's all 90% black cast, et cetera, et cetera. And then this also felt like a first as well, you know, so I felt I was being part of a first in both universes. So that was just like so special. You're at the birth of two of full universes. Yes. Yes. I'm giving birth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. that's, a, that's an incredible experience. Yes. So from a, from an production side and from without obviously don't get yourself in trouble yeah. but what was it like going in how were they different what was the audition like like what, what are you allowed to say about the process was it cool to go in and be like I don't know what this is for and then oh my god it's for this it, it, yeah uh, well for Black Panther you, everything's shrouded with secrecy for both you know Marvel you know we just don't know AKAs you just you know all that <laughs> kind of stuff but my kids know and so the hints were coming from there and so for, for definitely for Venom when I was I was it says this it was I can't even say the antidote now because you know, I'm so in love with the Marvel family. I don't want to get anything wrong. You know, I respect that. Yeah, but my son knew. He goes, "Oh my gosh!" His eyes lit up. You have no idea what you have. And I was getting more excited just by his excitement. And um, so I did the audition. And um, at first, when I asked my agent, I said, "They do know I just shot Black Panther and, and all that." And she's, he's like, yeah, they do. I'm like, okay, <laughs> don't go check. <laughs> Say it once, not twice. That's my job. We've, we've done that. We've done the due diligence. Of the um, and I was just so excited to be part of it. And, um, it, it, you know, you don't, I can't wait for you to see it. It really, really is very good. So I want to ask one more Black Panther before I go to Full okay. Venom because I, I just, okay. Black Panther meant so much to me yes. in, in that I had high expectations and it's so rare when you're expecting an A and you get an A+. plus. It's so rare to be like, how is this better than the 10 I wanted? Exactly. With working on it, were you expecting the, not just societal shift, not just comic shift, it changed the world. Was that something you felt on set? Were you guys all aware you were making something that was going to change what people no. saw? You know what? We knew we were going to make something special. 
we knew it was special. There was this just uh, this feeling around the set that this was really special because I mean the sets were so special, and we just you know once you get you into your garments, we just felt so regal and we moved and and even between takes, I mean there was just so much material that unfortunately you didn't get to see mm-hmm. while we danced with the drums and the beats and you know here me for us Whitaker jigging with it and you know <laughs> these are things you will never see and I will never see and except in my dreams in my head I couldn't capture it because we couldn't take any pictures on set and stuff. So it, we knew it was going to be something special, but no idea it was going to be a phenomenon. It's it's had so much impact on my life. I can't even tell you. I'm literally at my doctor's office and people are like, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. My son gets greeted by his principal like this. I mean, he. I am the coolest mom right now. I'm so happy. And a one-two punch. Oh, my gosh. So you yes. rose with this year. So that's that's the perfect way to talk about Venom because yeah, how old are your kids? 15 and 13. Oh, boys. that's perfect. Yeah. So a PG-13 Venom after a PG-13 Black Panther, two boys like you did this year. And now, yeah, you're, you're yeah. James Bond. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm going to get that one too, by the way. Yeah. Of course, it's yours. When Idris is announced and we're all cheering, then that is yours. Yes, so yes. when you found out what Venom was because of your kids' hands, yes. What was that like for you being someone that had just finished a comic movie? Like, did you feel slightly prepared or was it like, oh, I was on a CGI filled set. Now I've got to work with a symbiote. Yeah, it it was, it it was different because um, Wakanda was a different world. Mm -hmm. And then this was a a universe kind of thing uh, with the labs and, you know, the sets were so real and the detail and the actors and, and Tom and everybody was just so into this mindset that was just I can't even begin to explain what it was but it was it was very different but very much the same in two different worlds absolutely yeah. um and one of the beauties about um Ruben the director you you're going to see a lot of inclusion in this film you really are and I just I just love that he did that um I I don't want to give too much away but you'll see me in in an africanness okay yeah, I have no idea who you're playing, which I really liked. When when we heard you were coming on, I was really excited because I like going into a movie as as blind as possible, and it's ironic I do a show predicting movie stuff. <laughs> so when I when I heard you were coming on and I didn't know who your character was, and I'm a diehard Venom fan, yes. that made me really excited to watch the movie having met you now. Yes. When you took the project on, did your prior versions of Venom that everyone has from animated or from Spider-Man 3 or from your kids, did that shape the way you played your character? Um... Not really. I played Dr. Rosie Collins. I, I can say okay. that. And I report to Dr. Carlton Drake, who's played by Rose Ahmed. Who's amazing. Um, I love yeah, he, he is amazing. And, you know, my scenes were mainly with him and with Jenny Slate and the wonderful Scott, Scott Hayes as well and um, Michelle Williams. I actually didn't have any scenes with uh, with um, Tom Hardy. Uh, but, you know, we, we got... Because we shot for... I, I, I was on set three times. So I shot during Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then I came back in the New Year. So it was like a gift, gift, gift. <laughs> Holidays, like, I'm back. Yes, awesome. It was so, so good. Um, and so, yeah, so we were in that kind of like the scientific mindset, you know, getting out to space and the symbiotes and things like that and literally looking at things that were very similar to it. So a lot of the stuff that you see are real actor reads because we were seeing them for the first time oh, too. Amazing. So it was like <gasps> <laughs> You have to know what you're doing if you're like real time yes, experiencing. Exactly. And you got to work with two films that are founded in tech. 
Yes. And that I really love uh, is that these are movies that are encouraging intelligence. And I love that the way comic films have brought us up is we've gotten to the point where Spider-Man being a geek is a strength and a superpower. So I love that you got to work on two films that are like, being smart is the real strength. By the way, side of superpowers. Is that something that drew you to the scripts? I, you know what? Yes, it did. And actually, I'm an engineer. I studied engineering. (laughs) Yeah, it was so weird because I was like looking at some of the things on the computers. I was like, I kind of know that. <laughs> I'm really in character here. You know, I pulled all those things from back to in school. So, you know, my son's going to be an engineer as well. So that's pretty cool for him to see that. So, yeah, it, it, I, I kind of drew from my experiences. And, and the director, um, Ruben, he was, he allowed you he, to breathe the character. Uh, and you developed your backstory. And he would just give you, and he would just say, you know what, I think this is this. He goes, yeah, I kind of like what you're doing that. Uh, with that so he was great to work with and allowed us all the freedom to kind of like bounce off ideas and so yeah so I got to play the engineer self of myself that's amazing which is really 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 good like um, an actor resume special yes, skills engineer yes. and you're like this is when it's yes that's what I said I'm qualified are you qualified none of you I this am. is mine <laughs> that's perfect and congratulations on both I want to open it up to you two uh, questions from you guys oh um I, I know that uh, you know you were on Law and Order Special Victims Unit, yeah. so I'm definitely going to uh, ask about that. Um, how was it being on one of the greatest shows of all time? Oh my gosh, it was! <laughs> and you know that episode was the, the like. This is another thing. I get so blessed because I was on an incredible episode. It was the whole trip on Martin because you know the pull from the headlines. Yeah, it was American Tragedy. Was there the you go? And you know we had Sybil Shepherd on the show. Mm-hmm. We had all these major guest stars on the show, and it it felt so real. We I was crying because especially the steps, the the the, the scene you know Mm -hmm. um and we had picket signs and things like that i got very emotional about that and um and then i got to meet uh wonderful you know characters as well on the show and I, I was bawling and trying to be cool at the same time so it was weird it was like <laughs> <laughs> you know I was like oh you know kind of thing because I always wanted to be on the show anyway right it's SVU, it, the greatest yeah. show of all time <laughs> it is it really really is uh, it's just like yeah that's it yeah your resume does really like a greatest hits you've, you've accomplished a lot of the you're in the the start of Sony as we discussed you're in the the biggest solo Marvel movie and Marvel's I mean not to be biased because they're on a Marvel show but Marvel is a, a an established lead of the culture of film right now like what we're doing Absolutely. so what's it like to look back in your resume and have like these these big hits does it does it impact you or do you have to just go like this is normal this is life it, I, I literally I pinch myself all the time I literally do because I you know I'm like first of all my kids make me very humble because they're just like can you have me homework <laughs> so I you know and that's why I keep grounded um but I I literally I'm so blessed I'm so grateful I, I thank God every day for these opportunities and, and with the people I get to work with that's another thing I mean they're major tent poles but it's also the people that you get to work with and these are major stars and the acting is incredible mm-hmm. you know you're, you're talking about the top of the top of the top in all areas and they're bringing their A game on so you know they rise I try and rise with them <laughs> <laughs> hopefully um, I do them proud and, and but it's a very supportive environment which I love both on Black Panther as well as in this set as well yeah so yeah it's been great. Yeah, well, so, you know, we're in an era where we're celebrating all kinds of nerds. And I want to know, <laughs> when was the first time that you really tapped into your nerddom? And what is, like, the biggest thing that you're, like, a huge fan of that you nerd out about? Um, okay, he just mentioned it in uh, James Bond. 
Oh, that's perfect. Yes. You don't even understand. It's like I am just in a different... I, I started reading the Ian Fleming books from way young. And I, and I know I'm a woman, but I always thought of myself as a man. And I had all those things and the suaveness and could go from place to place. And I'm actually Nigerian born, British grown and American. So I was James Bond. Yes. <laughs> that is, there it is. He got it. He got it. I think of myself as a spy. So whenever I travel, I'm like a welcome honor. <laughs> do you see all those stamps you yes. see what i've seen there you go yeah <laughs> you know it's just awesome so that's my little uh, trickery in my head but yeah that's what i really geek out in but i'm also a huge marvel family fan started from my kids they the ones kind of pushed me um and comic but fan i used to love the archie comics and things like that and so yeah and now because i'm in the marvel universe believe you me i'm i'm reading up another stuff because i'm like i, I want to be in that <laughs> I, and i told the director i said oh I, that's a spoiler i don't want you to <laughs> I, I don't want to get you in trouble the marvel snipers no, are real no, 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 no. and we're seeing it i'm seeing it immediately i'm driving from here to go oh, see a screening oh so I, I will see it within the hour so and i wait for the two endings so oh. just yeah yeah you heard it here two endings two, two post credits yeah two post credits now, Tom Hardy is very important to my filmography. I love Tom Hardy. I, I got to work on Dark Knight Rises, so I got to work with Tom a little. And uh, we shared the same birthday, so we were actually MySpace friends, which is very strange. So, uh, Tom Hardy is an actor that is an incredible character actor that's also able to do mainstream. This movie, to me, when he was announced, said they're going to be taking a lot of indie chances on a mainstream film. When you were on set, did it feel like that juxtaposition? What was the, the, the tone, the flavor? He, well, first of all, he's just phenomenal, Tom Hardy. I've always been a huge fan of his. And this this character just seems so perfect for him. Yeah. He's so Jekyll and Hyde-ish. <laughs> and, and nothing to take away from him, but he just morphs into this thisness, you know? And you're going to see the way that his voice, I mean, it's one of the things that the, the director was saying is, you know, he obviously has this voice in his head with Venom, and he's one with Venom. It just seems so... Tom Hardy. Yeah. You know, those voices and, you know, the comedy of Marvel, of course. You're going to... You, they're, they're both points of laughter that everybody's going to laugh at, that it's just Tom Hardy. People forget how funny Venom is. That's it. That's why people are like, it needs to be dark and gritty. And then I was like, Venom's very weird humor. It Venom's is. like talking to himself and being like, you're welcome, ma'am. Ha ha, good one. And I'm like, Venom's crazy, guys. That's the point. And that's it. And he does it so well. Amazing. I couldn't even think of any other actor for that role. I couldn't either. And yeah. I was so excited when they yes. announced him. Now, uh, I know you didn't get to work with him on set, mm -hmm. but what was the first impression you got of Venom and Eddie Brock? What, what did you get to see first as someone that had worked on it? Was the first trailer shown to you guys early? What did you get exposed to first? Um, I I got to expose to well for him it, it was just the juxtaposition with him being this nerdish type of journalist kind of thing and a weakling ish mm -hmm. <laughs> that I don't want to fight anybody's battles. I just want to just stay in my own lane. To just this. <sighs> like hunk on everything <laughs> and even I, I went with my girlfriend to the premiere she's like oh he's so hot on this too <laughs> <laughs> everything he does he's hot you know he can't be a villain so it's like yeah he's just he's just it his venom and you know it's like even though the, the i'm sure you've seen the trailers but even though he it's a little bit ugly to look at it was a bit sexy after a while. <laughs> you, know, but, you know, it's like weird. I'm discovering a thing here about myself. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, a big tongue. I was like, oh, this is weird. I'm very excited for that movie. That's very intriguing. Yes. 
So is there anything, last question for you, is there anything, you've had this incredible career to date, yeah. you've got these two kids that love the things you're doing, other than James Bond, is there any type of film, like, would you love to do, like, a Western, a play, a sci-fi, is there anything you'd like to reach out and do? So much. Uh, I'd love to do plays, of course, because I started in the theater, but um, I'd love to be on Handmaid's Tale. Mm. <laughs> Try to give an outlet for plugs for casting directors, because I'm just, your IMDb is next level, yes, so if you're I watching, just, folks. Yes, I, I definitely want to be, be on that You'd be perfect show. on Handmaid's Tale. Oh, you know, I think I would. <laughs> I could play with some deepness. I've got some deepness in me. Um, I, anything. I just love the world of acting, and I love that we've got different streaming contents now, mm-hmm. and there's just so much out there for us actors. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm ready for work. <laughs> I already told Ruben, I said, Zombieland 2, you got... <laughs> yep, we know it's moving, so let's uh, make that a thing. Yes. <laughs> well, congratulations on both Black Panther and Venom and everything else. I, the, those two movies, this, that Venn diagram of Marvel and Sony is just you in the middle, so congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank and you. I can't wait to see them seeing it today. Now, where can yes. people find you on the social media? Uh, S-O-P-E-A-L-U-K-O, that's my handle, um, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Perfect. Wonderful. Now, we don't have time for shout-outs to Marvelites today, but where can they find you guys on the internet? I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I'm everywhere at Amy Cassandra, M-T-Z. And I'm everywhere at Koyjandro, C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. I'm going to go see Venom, so i got to run, but I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Oaths only do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.